Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing so. We are brought to you by Bovine Colostrum. It's something that helps you ameliorate, reduce the effect of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs on your gut. Want to stop bloating? Want to stop the leaky gut syndrome? Yes, the data, randomized controlled trials, multiple show that bovine colostrum from Life's First Naturals can help you with that. Life'sFirstNaturals.com. Today we have a great guest for you. This is 1069B and as you probably know, I've always been interested in one, how we smell, but how smells increase our memories. And obviously at this time of year, the smell of turkey in the kitchen does bring back all those Thanksgiving memories and the joys. And obviously other smells help you remember other high parts of your life. We have a great guest, Dr. Igahar Ashi, I-G-A-R-A-S-H-I. I'm repeating that name, and I'll spell it out for you because his lab is I-G-A-R-A-S-H-I-L-A-B.org. That's how you find out about him and this work more, is at UC Irvine, and he has just published a paper in Nature, which is the most prestigious of journals, talking about how associative memories are formed. That is, he sniffed out through this research how associate memories are formed. Um, And so he runs the Dr. Igar Rashi, I-G-A-R-A-S-H-I, runs that laboratory that talks about smells. So... Um, how did you get interested in smells? I'm going to call you Kai if I can, since I'm going to mispronounce your last yeah, yeah, name. Yeah, you can just call me Kay. Kay. Yeah. Um, Kay, how did you get interested and how did you find um, this new area in the brain? Okay, so I get interested in, in smell when I was a graduate, when I started graduate studies. At that time, my you know mentor was was uh, was working on smell. And and we use you know rodents, rats and mice, and rodents are so um, depending on the sense of smell rather than than, than visual you know senses as we do, and 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 that that was the motivation at the beginning, yeah. And so you use the rodent model, and. Why do we, so there's a trick in this that you have neatly put in the paper. Um, why, do, why do some smells um, cause us to have memories and other smells don't? Mm. Mm. Right. So that, that is an interesting uh, portion, I mean, the aspect of the, the sense of smell. You know, we all know that the uh, sense of smell really, you know, triggers our memory, even like, you know, just smelling the uh, the old the old you know really old smell of the you know grandma's house you you're gonna vividly remember grandma's house right 
Um, so, so this is uh, we we think that this is because olfactory. I mean, that this sense of smell, the area for the sense of smell, is so close to the, uh, the 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 brain region that is processing the memory, and we gradually start to know that it's really, really connected. That's the 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 key that we found study. And one of the other things that seems to be key that you found is not only is it connected, but there's a certain um, almost um, commitment of some cells to the smell region. What are those cells called, and and how did you find them? Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, so so neurons in in this area, which is called entrinal cortex, is engaged in in, in remembering photo memory. Another key stuff was we found is dopamine. You know, we know we you've heard of dopamine. Dopamine is is thought to be a kind of pleasure substance in the brain. That is that is also in, taking a very important role there. When we smell uh, something really pleasant. So dopamine we know is released when you get sugar, right? Dopamine is released with sugar and with cocaine and other things release dopamine. So, do memories cause release dopamine? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so what we, what we saw in 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 rodents that when when animal um, smell odors uh, that that subsequently animal get sugar water, there's a dopamine release. So, so you know what 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 is pleasant for the animal, then then the dopamine is released there. And so, do the animals? If they have sugar water in their cage, do they get better memories, or um, do they just, it's when they have eaten, they get, or is it the smell of food gives them the memories because they also get a, a rise in blood sugar levels after they eat? What is it, how does eating cause this, or how does smell cause this, or do you get the same effect if you smell something at a, at a different time of day than you eat? That's that's a difficult question. Well, and in in the in the animals' cage, they they are they are thirsty. So so we we restrict water to the animals, so they are thirsty, and then they they really really want to to to, to uh, uh, get the uh, the water. We have uh, sweet water, we have bitter water, um, but but they don't they don't like bitter water, and then the dopamine is not released when they leak bitter water. I mean, after after smelling uh, a one odor. Yeah, is there a specific name to the cells that are involved in this associated memory in the entorhinal cortex? So we've talked about the, the olfactory cortex, that's where you start to hear, and then next to the hippocampus is right. this entorhinal right. cortex. Right, yeah, yeah, we, well, the, the cells we found are the, the, the cells called fan cells, so these fan cells receive input from uh, olfactory, olfactory input from the olfactory cortex, and then, then they they process the memory, they memorize, and then, then they send it to the, uh, the the hippocampus, which is uh, subsequently processing the, the the memory further. So yeah, fan cells. That's that's the, the cell. So they're fan, F-A-N cells, and so you can always mm. remember you're a fan of fan cells if you're smelling good. Now, one of the things that, that I had heard, and again, it's research out of UC Irvine that I think started this, was work on 
smell that is having specific um, exercises in smelling helps ward off or decrease the risk of Alzheimer's disease. Is, is that true and is this part of that whole group you're trying to figure out how, to, how this works? Yeah, it's an independent group, uh, but, but that's so true. Yeah, uh, you know, f um, from the, the previous research, it is known that, that the uh, olfactory memory is, is really vulnerable. We lose olfactory memory or olfactory sense first in the Alzheimer's disease, and, and I believe that that is so uh, good. I mean, I mean, good training if you train the older uh, olfactory memory. And then to, to try to prevent the uh, the pathology of the Alzheimer's disease, if you do that. Well, and I think some of that work came out of a a, a lab next to yours or near yours at the UC Irvine, that was in fact involved that that you can train, as you said, train yourself on smells and decrease the risk of. Alzheimer's disease. Are the do you know are these fan cells also involved in that process of, of preventing Alzheimer's disease? Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, we are also working on, on. I mean, we start to look into look into the fan cells in Alzheimer's mouse models, and it's likely, uh, although not conclusive yet, we, it's likely that the fan cells are the cells that are vulnerable in the early phase of the Alzheimer's disease. So we hope that we can uh, have that uh, result uh, published soon. And if that's true, how do you strengthen these? How do you, is it just exercise of the olfactory sense that is doing more smelling um, will help uh, prevent Alzheimer's disease or, or do we not know that yet? Yeah, yeah, well, as, as you said, you know, the, the most natural way is to, to, to have more olfactory, you know, experience. But one way could be, uh, something that is done in Parkinson's disease uh, 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 therapy. You know, for Parkinson's disease, we, have, we use uh, what is called uh, deep brain stimulation, for example. This is the method to, 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 to implant the, uh, the electrode that gives us tiny um, electrical uh, uh, signals from, from the tip of the uh, electrode to a to, to little bit, I mean, weakly stimulate the brain cells. That I, we we are hoping that the that, that method, for example, could be used to, to stimulate fan cells in the, uh, the internal. So it may be that um, we'll be able to recover these cells not only by your smelling, but also by maybe electrical stimulation to to boost the fan cell population or the fan cell resilience. Do right. Do the, does this area of the brain, the entorhinal cortex, which as we said is near and, and almost between the olfactory cortex, your smelling area, and your memory area, the hippocampus, does that area get bigger when you smell more? That I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but we know that the vision is will be shrinking in the Alzheimer's disease because cells are dying. So it, I believe it's important to keep that same size as it is. But do we know that that a mouse in a in a exposed to many fragrances has a bigger entorhinal cortex than a mouse that's kept in without many fragrances? 
Mm, I think it's not the, the number of cells that, that changes, but rather the, uh, the connection between cells that, that is strengthened by memory. So, so not, not, not the, uh, the number the, the cells itself, but the connection between them. And then if we have more connection, we have stronger memory, and which, which, which probably doesn't change the, the volume itself. Um, so we're talking with uh, Kai Igarashi, I-G-A-R-A-S-H-I, his laboratory, I-G-A-R-A-S-H-I lab, L-A-B, dot org, is where you can find out more about how the associative memories are formed and what he, um, how he and his co-workers and collaborators have sniffed out um, how associate memories are formed. All of this work is, is really in the basic science of, of olfaction, that is, of smelling, but it's also an important point that we're tr as we try and understand why Alzheimer's disease, why this goes away early in Alzheimer's disease. Do we know why, what, what the process is that attacks these cells in Alzheimer's disease? Yeah, we don't know why. Uh, yeah, as you said, the, the, the symptom of the Alzheimer's disease really, really starts from the internal cortex. That we know that from, uh, from, from the, the brain of the, the Alzheimer's disease patient, but, but we still don't know why it starts from the internal cortex, and that's a mystery. So we hope that we can, we can find out the reason, and if we can find out the reason, we might be able to, to you know, uh, make some cure on this symptom. Alzheimer's disease starts in this cortex where the fan cells are, and that's why one of the tests for Alzheimer's disease is can you smell peanut butter? And people give a set of tests, set of smells, to as an early diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease. Now, one of the things that is common with smells now is you lose your sense of smell and an associated sense of taste with COVID-19. Do we know, does, does the virus affect the same area? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, as far as we know, the loss of the sense of smell by COVID is not happening in the uh, internal cortex. It's probably happening in the, uh, the most peripheral, peripheral region, which is the in, inside the nose. You know, inside the nose, there's a, there's a neurons or, or, or brain cells that is sensing the, uh, the odor, um, the, the, the odor molecule. And then these cells, when these cells are are are, are infected by by COVID viruses, these cells start to die inside your nose, and that is affecting the uh, the, the the sense of smell. We think this is affecting the uh, neurons uh, or the area where the virus itself attacks. The those are those uh, cells in the nose um, where the pneumocytes, if you will, in the nose are the, the cells where the virus actually comes in, in their nerves um, rather than central to the entorhinal cortex. Right, right, right. That's, that's what we know so far. Yeah. We've been talking with Kai Igarashi, I-G-A-R-A-S-H-I. I think I pronounced his name three different ways now, so I apologize. You can find out more about his laboratory at Igarashi, I-G-A-R-A-S-H-I, lab, L-A-B, dot org, um, and find out more about how 
the sense of smell is so important to memory and that it appears that the fan cells in the entorhinal cortex are going to be important in both the cause of Alzheimer's disease and maybe in a exercise, a set of exercises you can do to prevent it. In the meantime, what do we know about this? We know that doing, having four smells, different smells routinely and doing smells daily, a test on yourself or if you will, an exercise for yourself is one of the things that we think will help keep your memory intact for longer. Uh, Dr. Igarashi, did I forget anything in the, about this study that I should have asked you about? Yep, I think it was, it's almost it. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then it's dopamine. It's, it, it involves dopamine, which is which is um, you know um, released when you have have happy experience. So I I would suggest to have happy you know eating during the uh, um, you know, Thanksgiving, and then that will that will produce your you know good. So anything that causes my dopamine to rise is going to cause me to um, have better memories right. of that experience. Right. I guess that's true. And, and uh, so the smell of the roasted turkey, um, even if you don't eat turkey, maybe that smell will help you long term. Thanks very, very much. Thank you very much. Caitlin, thanks for wonderful engineering. You're listening to Dr. Igarashi, I-G-A-R-A-S-H-I, igarashilab.org uh, from UC Irvine. Thanks very much. We'll be back next week. This was 1069B. And again, next week we have a great guest, but you'll want to listen to last week's guest, 1068B. We did a great separate segments with him relating to the six normals plus two health and insurance plans. They were our sponsor then. But why is that so important? Because he talked about something that no one else talks about, the lymph lymph glands and lymph and how it flows in the body and why it is such an important thing for our immune system. That was 1068B. The Bs are always guest segments, the As, the latest medical news of the week, and what it means to you. And on this week's A, we of course talked about a new study out of Wisconsin about how fasting, not calorie restriction, drives the metabolic, molecular, and aging or geroprotective effects of a calorie-restricted diet. You don't have to do calorie restriction, but you do have to do intermittent fasting, 14 hours or more a day, to get that benefit. You'll want to listen to 1069A for that key story, as well as many others. Thanks very much. And Dr. Igarashi, thank you, as well as Caitlin, but especially thank you, our listeners, for downloading us.